hope you sing better than you dance. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... <laughs> Good. For $1,000, who are the other two uh, hosts on the Best Pictures podcast? A, Batman and Robin. B, Sonny and Cher. C, Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer. Or D, uh, Mark Watlington and Chad Oliver. Um, can I can I phone a friend? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Mark's using his lifeline. Uh, gonna. Phone- I'd like to. I'd like to phone. Uh, Chad Oliver. Okay. Bang! Bang! He's probably busy. He's at a record, I think. Hey, what's up? Oh, uh, hey, Chad. Sorry, I don't have much time. Yeah. Uh, I'm on uh, Who Wants to the Millionaire? And for $1,000, who are the other two uh, co-hosts of oh, I don't this podcast? I don't even need to hear it. It's Timothy okay. Shep or me Hammer. Are you sure? 100%. All right. All right. Time's up. Uh, Mark. So Chad told gonna go me with? that it's Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer. I know Chad pretty well, and he's consistently wrong. So I want to go with Mark and Chad. You're going with D, Mark and Chad. That's right. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Mark. That answer is absolutely right. You're getting a thousand dollars. Yay! So that either that's the movie that's Slumdog Millionaire <laughs> that either won us the Academy Awards for podcasting or we did lose all of our listeners and it's I mean, fine. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. I think <laughs> no, 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 you have no. to be bold to be right. the best, right. and boldness can turn some people off. You know, it's it can it's not for everybody. Not for everybody. Yeah. That is definitely the longest. <laughs> That section has ever been. Well, uh, I, you know, I was not expecting the the phone a friend lifeline to be thrown out there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that is, it's been a while since we played characters on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a long time. Our Oscar ceremonies used to have uh, people come by to speak for the the academy. Oh, yeah. Which they will did, not be happening they? this week. No one will be throwing out an accent this week. Read um, yourself in here. <laughs> Oh shit! That's, That's not really, bad. really good. Hold on to that, Chad. <laughs> okay. So, this is Best Pictures, and here we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. We've already talked about our favorite movies of 2008. I've talked about Wally. Chad has talked about Burn After Reading. Mark talked about The Dark Knight, and now we are talking about what the Academy decided, in all of their infinite wisdom, with the most prestigious voting body known to man what they voted to be the best movie right. of 2008, and that is Slumdog Millionaire. Do we have to do that right now, though? Can we do something uh, else first? I, I okay. have my mind made up. Sorry, I can vote. <laughs> I'm ready. What if it was the shortest episode of all time? Um, yeah, we can talk about other shit. Did you guys see any other films? Um, this past two weeks? Are you asking if I've been to the Megaplex? Yes, I am. Well, I haven't done that, but I did oh. rent um, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar on demand yeah. for twenty dollars. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to rent a movie for forty-eight hours. But yeah, 
You did not spend uh, it on Mulan. Did not spend it on Mulan. Did not spend it on Promising Young Woman. You did not. No, but I did go to the drive-in to see oh, Promising Young Woman. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. So he yeah. did see that. I did spend $20 on Promising Young Woman. I spent $20 on Minari, but I can't watch it till next Friday. You've already spent the money? Yeah, you buy the tickets in advance. Oh, you're for like... the screening room. Yeah, oh, for that A24 screening room. Yeah. Right. I should do that. I, I yeah, don't if there's any that aren't sold out, because that is the tricky thing. They're, they're selling out these digital screenings? Yes, absolutely. That's annoying. Yep. I will look and see if there's any available, and I will send it to you guys. Because uh, yeah. it's like specific days that you have to do it. I mean, it's a way that <sighs> people are paying to see the movie, I guess. you know. Yeah, but it feels like, why are you limiting the amount of money you can get? It's some like bullshit Keynesian supply and demand thing, I'm sure. It's also it's completely sold out. It's um they are doing limited and then Is going this gonna to be on the theaters. Uh, maybe I don't know. But yeah, I, I was able to snatch tickets. Well I'll try to catch it on demand when it comes out, but I'll keep an eye out if they add any more screenings, but they are sold out until yeah. February twenty fifth. Man. So but you know, it's not sold out. Was Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? Oh, I, I was uh, still asking you about spending $20. Are you going to do that for Ryan, the last dragon? Uh, probably not that one. Uh, Sorry, and, the last I dragon's mean, name is I Ryan? Think Raya. Raya. Oh. Uh, Cody, you're going to what? You're planning on watching that on demand. I right? will see that film. Yes. Or you'll see it in like a movie theater, maybe. Or... I don't know. You don't know, but you I don't, watch stop it. asking me questions. I don't you don't, you don't want to say you'll go into a movie theater because of COVID-19. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. Like, wouldn't it make most sense to see the first Disney release that I could like in a theater near yeah. Disney World? Like, maybe that would make sense to do. And maybe they'd be giving away like goodies. And I'm a <laughs> D23 gold member now. So maybe there's a special screening. I don't know. <laughs> So if you tell me that it's like one of the best Disney animation studios movies in a while, I'll I'll pay the 20 bucks. But if you say it's run of the mill, middle of the road, Disney, it's fine. But like, then I won't. Uh, Um, I'll wait on your recommendation. Good. And regardless, you'll watch it once June hits because totally. It's a gonna be one yeah. of the animated movies we talk about for 2022. But yeah. that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about Barb and Star. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. And I had seen the first trailer for this movie. Year ago. Uh, yeah, about a year ago. <laughs> and uh I don't know if they released more trailers that gave more away about the plot, but like I um, was not really. There was one more trailer, but it okay. didn't really reveal much plot stuff within like the first minute of this movie i was like oh that's what this movie is okay did not know that and i was just very very surprised it's kind of like an austin powers riff and i did not realize that it's basically like a james bond comedy oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) i had no idea i watched a trailer like literally two days ago yeah and had no idea so no i had no idea it's like these two midwestern like women in their 40s um get like sucked into this like oh is jamie dornan the bond guy um kind of okay they don't you don't have to tell me anything involved involved in that part of the story yes but like yeah this is it within the first like five minutes of the movie so it's not a big spoiler to say that sure. like 
Kristen Wiig is doing like a Doctor Evil thing where she's playing two characters. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. Yeah. I actually did know that because that picture has come out and it looks like Kate Blanchett. Kind it, of. I thought it was Kate Blanchett. I was like, oh, right. I didn't know Kate Blanchett was in this movie. But then she started talking, and it was just very clearly Kristen Wiig. Um, it's so good. It's so funny. It's just the kind of movie like similar to Hot Rod, where like every single like moment of the movie is actively funny and it goes in these wild i think cody you will absolutely love it really it um, feels like it feels like a hot rod then it feels like that kind of just like silly comedy um okay. which like yeah it's just it's just so good to like see kristen wig in a role like this again like well and both of the women who are the stars of it mm-hmm. and the writers of it wrote bridesmaids yeah, yes and it's a different oh. feel than bridesmaids bridesmaids has like more of like a genuine i mean this movie like has a heart but it's just more actively silly constantly where like bridesmaids has like those dramatic turns where like mm-hmm. oh i feel bad for the character like this movie is just like funny non-stop which right. i appreciated yeah um, that's good it felt like a lonely island type movie and there were like musical numbers i wasn't expecting it's it's fantastic oh yes it's it, it's uh, the I, most I've laughed at a movie in a long time. It was a great way to spend. I watched it on Valentine's Day. It was a great right. way to spend. Oh, that, that sounds really great. Mm-hmm. I, ooh, I don't know. Is it technically eligible for stuff this year? I would think so. Came, came out before February 28th. So, right. So that means it's a picky, but they've released like the song shortlist and the documentary shortlist and stuff like that. So it makes mm-hmm. me wonder like, how does any of that work, really? Interesting. I would be curious to see if either of the songs got, like, uh, <laughs> any kind yeah. of Oscar. If they're just funny. Like, they're just funny. So it's, right. it'd, be, it'd be... And, I mean, Eurovision and Borat both have songs on that shortlist. Right. They... The Oscars Wait, always... Is the, is the song that Borat wrote about, like... The Wuhan flu? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. that's that's, that's going to be Oscar that's like on the Oscar or uh, it's on the short shortlist. list. It may not make it. Yeah, that's think they're going to perform it at the Oscars <laughs> if it gets nominated. Maybe they'll perform it at like the twenty thirty Oscars. Um, <laughs> um, like like Eminem. They uh, <laughs> that was because he couldn't make it. I've explained uh, okay, to you okay. Yeah, it's Borat still weird. can't make these Oscars as well. I guess that's because right. Borat's not real. Um, also, uh, coronavirus. But I, uh, the the uh, the Academy always drops their like mega list of like movies that are that were eligible for Oscars. Um, they'll probably do that after the twenty eighth. So I will do a run through and see if Bob Barb and Star is on that. If not, it'll be our first twenty twenty one movie on the recommendation yeah. list. Right now we have TV shows and a documentary. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's so good. It just made me so happy to watch this movie. That's awesome. Bo- both leads are incredible. I can't um, wait to see it. I don't know who yeah. owns it, so I don't know where the fuck it's going to pop up on streaming at some point. Yeah, I don't know either. I know, you can rent it anywhere now, but it's like the $20 rental through right. iTunes or Amazon or wherever. Barb and Star. Barb and um, Star. And like, their accents are so great. Like Every time either one of them says the other's name, Barb, Star, it's just funny. It's just actively funny oh it's Lionsgate so so, Lionsgate so it doesn't plus... have a, uh, like a guaranteed streaming place no I think they have a deal with Showtime 
No, Hulu and FX picked up show rights Lionsgate films release in 2020 and 2021. So it'll be on Hulu at some point. Strangely, it feels like a Hulu movie. Maybe because yeah. it like makes me laugh in like a similar way as like Pin 15. Got it. But, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, I highly recommend this movie. It's so funny. Well, speaking of movies uh, that didn't make you laugh, <laughs> Mark, you want to talk about the yeah, movie you watched? Speaking of the opposite of this. <laughs> yeah, this that's movie, what I was trying to do. Yeah. This movie did make me laugh. I know, but but I was trying to do a segue, but there was not one. You know, unsurprisingly, something with the title Judas and the Black Messiah uh, is not a comedy. No. In fact, it is. Uh, it's more of like dramedy, right? Yeah, dramedy, but like minus the comedy. What does that leave it at? I don't know. Sounds like no fun for me. Drama, thriller, historical thriller. Um, A a biopic. Don't don't call it that. Don't call it that. Come (laughs) on. It hurts my ears when Uh, people say that. I I feel bad making fun of people who say that, but um, don't. Some people just say words (laughs) wrong. It's fine. It's just not correct. Yeah, yeah, Cody also says words wrong a lot of the time. Not as much anymore, but... um, Stop trying to say big words. Judas and the the Black Messiah. Um, (laughs) It's it's not necessarily a biopic because it's kind of like the framing device is not about Fred Hampton, but it is basically the story of Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party in Chicago. Um, and it's rise and it's fall, but it's it's told from the perspective of of a rat in the organization. Yeah, the, the guy who betrayed him, the titular Judas. Yes. Um, and it it kind of reminds me of uh, Black Klansman, mm-hmm. except it's you know undercover. It's it's not like cross racial undercover, right. but it is like undercover in an organization in the same time period. Um, that and the movie, the FBI agents in the movie equate the KKK and the Black Panthers, but the movie does a lot to kind of dissuade you from that idea, including right. showing them like talk to and kind of make make an alliance with you know like white nationalists, basically like an Irish gang. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's just the story of a guy, um, you know, just being paid to a. Uh, murder his friend basically yeah i've seen a lot of people compare it to the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford i've not seen that movie I too many words in the title that's on my list i really would mind like to too. See that but. um but it seems like it's a similar idea where you know there's a rat there's a judas um i saw this one as well i think it's really good i think it's effective i think it's got some really incredible performances in it um which are being like very obviously um, applauded. I guess there's a decent chance Daniel Kaluuya could win the best yeah. supporting actor. Uh, supporting Oscar is wild, year. seeing as you just called it a biopic. It's a biopic Fred of the Hampton. other guy. Well, of... it's very much not. I mean, it only focuses on like a couple of years in his life. I I know, but they are. He's being pushed in supporting. Um, that's ridiculous, and I it's <laughs> it is it, category fraud, but it's it is actually how more ridiculous it. because Chadwick is also in supporting, right? I don't know that that is going to happen at the Oscars. 
what are you asking for? For Ma, Ma Rainey, they're running him as yeah. lead. They're running him as lead of that movie. Oh, okay. Which he is. Um, I guess. He's definitely def- supporting in Defy Five Bloods. Yes. And I don't so they're think running yeah. him as supporting in Defy Bloods, but I don't know that that second nomination is necessarily yeah, going to I meant yeah. in Ma Rainey, where I guess, yeah, he's the lead of Ma Rainey. He's the lead, because Ma Rainey is kind of the supporter character in that the co-leads but the the oscar shit right yeah the category fraud but i mean yeah yeah, it's whatever it's dumb um i think that it's also kind of a companion piece and not really companion piece but it happens at the same time as travel to chicago 7 in the exact same time kind of hampton is in travel to chicago 7 they talk about fred hampton's death in that movie and they reference the character the, the the guy who the, gets gagged, you see the like um the court drawing of him. Yeah. yeah. Um and so, like, like they talk about like the shit going down in Chicago or whatever. Yeah. Like it's that uh what is with like civil rights movements being at the front of mind this year? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just I mean, I guess it's like ants and bugs life. Uh, you know, right. you just come get up at the same time movies. sometimes. It's exactly like Ants it's and Bugs. Just life, like Ants know? and Bugs Life. Um, or like when the Prestige came out and uh the Illusionist, the Illusionist. came out the same year. Yeah. 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 So I actually take it back. I don't know that Daniel Kaluuya is going to win best supporting because i'm just looking at the globes which you know are the globes but they're the best no fuck that i'll look at the sags um but i forgot about some of the people that were nominated um let me look sags it's the same people who vote okay so sags are sasha baron cohen for chicago seven chadwick boseman for defy bloods daniel kaluuya for judas and the black messiah jared leto for the little things that's probably our winner i'm kidding uh leslie odom jr for one night in miami that's who i actually think is going to win that is lovely it'll change like the golden globes happen a week after this episode is released not that that always gives us information and it really shouldn't but um it may so yeah, I mean, I if I was voting, I would vote for you know Kalua Kaluya over uh, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. But I'm uh, I I'm think not off voting. that list, I probably would as well. But um, Leslie Odom Jr. is good. Yeah, he's yeah, great in uh, uh, Eight Crazy Nights in Miami. Uh, okay, he sure. unfortunately has a bit of a Norbit this year because he is in music. Um, the Sia movie. So that may not help him, but also he was in Hamilton, which was big this year. So they uh, all cancel it. Sorry, I, I'm talking about the Oscar stuff because this is a Oscar focused episode and it's and an Oscar focused podcast. I yeah, mean, so it's I, the best I, I know I, podcast. So we, we, I, we I like the, we like the award bit. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, Cody, what uh, Megaplex movie did you watch this week? I watched. Oh, I guess we should say Judas and the Black Messiah is one of our pickies because Mark watched it, really liked it. I watched it, really liked it. I think I was a little colder on it than Mark seemed to be, and I don't really know why. I couldn't really articulate it when I left, but I was like, this movie's good, but I don't feel all that strongly after it. I don't know, Um, but it is good. 
I saw a movie that was not on my radar at all until like two weeks ago. It's called The Mauritanian. Um, the Martian with Matt Damon? Nope. The Mauritanian is about a guy from Mauritania, which is apparently a country, which shows how little I know about shit in the world because I had never heard of it. What year uh, is this set? Uh, now-ish. I don't think Mauritania is a country. I will check that. Uh, okay. Well, he's from there. Maybe it's a city. Maybe it's a city. Is this like a Wakanda situation no, where it doesn't actually Very much exist? not so. And you got to be careful because this is very real life thing that happened. Oh, I'm, it's, a, it's a real country in hey, Northwest Africa. Here's yes. the deal. I'm stupid and right. I don't know anything. Right. I've left the United States like once in my life. Yeah. And I'm a privileged, stupid idiot. <laughs> uh, but Cody, tell me about this country and this movie. So it popped up on my radar because it got some Golden Globe nominations and I hadn't heard of it. And it wasn't like music, which I had heard of, but heard horrible, horrific things. And it somehow still got nominations. But it is so it is post uh, September 11th. The U.S. government captures this guy from Mauritania and are accusing him of being one of the lead recruiters for the 9-11 attacks. Um, accusing him of being connected to Osama bin Laden, etc. They take him to Guantanamo Bay, and uh, it's not good. I don't know if you guys know, but not a good scene. No, so it's a bad place. Less it, of like, ha, not really ha-ha funny then. In the no. way Barbara Star was. So it's, it's less of a comedy than The Martian. Yeah, very much so. But um, Jodie Foster and Shailene Woodley play ACLU lawyers who are working to get his case, some kind of habeas corpus ruling. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch plays a, a marine lawyer who is basically the prosecutor for the case. And man, it gets in the weeds of some legal shit of having how they request classified documentation and like how to get it unredacted in order to build the case and who they talk to. Gosh, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Cody, did it was you watch a process movie? Did you watch the report last year? I did. It is similar in ways to the report, but I found it way more engaging and it, it feels gross to say exciting, but I can't think of a better word. Yeah. But it, but it's more like engaging and exciting. It's not as dry as that movie, but it has a lot of those similar like itches scratched. And it's just like Jodie Foster is very good and it's very good at seeming like a standoffish asshole to her client, but she actually is helping him. And then like she goes and grabs a beer with Benedict Cumberbatch in a gift shop at Guantanamo Bay. And I am just like, I don't know. It's just so. Who's again, buying gifts at Guantanamo Bay? Uh, that's the question, dude. And they show some of the like shirts and stuff there. And it's as gross as you would imagine. Yeah. Um, but it is such like things that I did not really know the details of and it was a legal process movie in a way I really liked and the guy who plays the titular Mauritanian I'm gonna try and find his name I'd never seen him in anything and he is really good um I'm trying to find is he on the pickies shortlist 
Uh, yes, actually. Um, but he got nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Drama at the Golden Globes. His name is Tahar Rahim. Um, he's not going to win because Chadwick is, and that category also has Riz Ahmed, Anthony Hopkins, and Gary Oldman. But he is very good. And then um, um, her, Jodie Foster got nominated for Best Supporting Actress, I believe. Yes. Um, and she's great in it. I would love to see her. I would love to see anyone other than Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy win that award at every point, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Hopefully it's Seyfried, but, um, Judy Foster is so good. It's pretty easy to bet against Glenn Close, Glenn Close at this point. Oh, but that is why I am worried, my friend. You sound like me worrying about Joker last year. Yeah, but I knew Joker when I, I'm less sure about this uh, um, Clint Close thing, especially because she got the uh, the Sagnom. But yeah. this movie is really good. Chad, I could see you like getting some enjoyment out of it. I think you would like it okay. Mm-hmm. As I walked out, I was like, this is a fucking Mark movie. Um, I, I really Sounds think like it. Mark really. would like it a lot. And yeah. yeah, I loved it. It's a picky recommends kind of all the way around. Honestly, I think it's a pretty, hey, Ooh, we all liked our of, movies. We all liked our movies. It's been a minute. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk about that when they do the flashback scenes towards the torture and for the main character, they go to Academy ratio, which is in the news right now, because apparently all of justice league is in that for a fucking arbitrary. No, reason. I don't fucking believe that. That's the trailer. No, that's in Academy. He- Snyder did an interview where he said it was because he wanted to release it in IMAX and Warner Brothers was like I mean no and so I think it's going to be an Academy ratio for the whole movie (laughs) on our fucking TVs it's going to be in the middle square like I'm watching fucking Mank but not even Mank did that I don't think so watching the first episode of WandaVision but it's fucking a CGI goop where I can't make out anything but it works really well in the Mauritanium because it is a artistic choice to show a flashback like it's a stylistic choice that has purpose rather than it's cool so um, for listeners who have seen the best film of the year 2018 Twin Peaks The Return um Mark left because he doesn't want to deal with me. I <laughs> yeah, I haven't even I have no opinions about Twin Peaks. <laughs> Look, it's probably great. When I watch it, I'll probably maybe even be on Chad's side. I'm just not ready for this argument right now. So for those who have seen it, there's there's a scene where Matthew Lillard's character is just overwhelmed and he starts like wanting to pull out his hair in prison. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, rubbing yeah. his forehead. That's me thinking about Zack Snyder choosing to release. See, Justice I am the guy. And- in a ratio. Uh, actual um, David Lynch movie because I'm the guy in Mulholland Drive but instead of seeing the creepy guy I saw the trailer to Justice League <laughs> and so you I just pass out, out and die <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay uh, uh, wait hold on I just watched Blue Velvet there's gotta be something you're the guy who you're hiding in the I don't know you're hiding in the closet while Cody and I fight about if <laughs> yes uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if Twin Peaks is a movie the thing is Chad doesn't actually believe that it's a movie he no just it just triggers Cody and that's funny <laughs> right yeah 
you can say things are good and TV. I will say the, yeah. only, way, the only way that I like the fact that Justice League is in Academy ratio is if it's because he asked for Justice League to be in um, IMAX and they're like, no, like we don't want to have to do special effects for extra screen. And he was like, oh, I'll save you money then. I'll just less screen. Chop well, out the see, sides. The thing is like, this is where I'm not an aspect ratio genius, but I think he claimed it was an Academy ratio, but it's technically an IMAX ratio. No, there's no way. No, it that, is. He wanted it in IMAX. He do, he wanted both the bars off the thing so it would play in IMAX. And it, HBO was like, we've given you fucking $50 million to make a movie that already exists. We're not going <laughs> to release it in IMAX too when it made less than $100 million domestically. To be fair, I think if they released it in IMAX in, another, in, an, in another year, not this year, like... I would be going. I mean, look, and I don't give a shit about this movie. I just want to like for be IMAX there. tickets. It, it comes out like mid March. I it's four hours long, um, <laughs> with a ten minute intermission. Did you hear this? <laughs> I did hear that, and then I saw yeah. people say, "I I can pause it. You're putting yeah, it on yeah. HBO Max. <laughs> like there's no reason for it to have an intermission because I love it's not it, going though. to theaters. I love this is the so weirdest annoying. piece of media that's ever existed, and I'm I'm here for it. Uh, I'm gonna, gonna watch it. So I don't know bad. that I'm gonna watch it opening weekend, but I will watch it. Oh, I'm definitely watching it opening weekend. Like I'm 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 staying up till it releases if it's like I'm a midnight all, release. No, no you're I'm not staying up till four a.m. You're watching it, and then you're watching the premiere of Falcon and Winter Soldier. That is what you have told me you are doing. You're going to start Justice League at 8 p.m. your time, finish oh, right, it, and right, then watch right. Falcon it, and Winter Soldier it's at a It's a noon release, right? Don't they do it that on HBO Max, or is it a midnight release? It will be know. a midnight release Wednesday night, but I thought you weren't yeah. getting to it until so, Thursday night. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the move. Is like I watch Justice League to keep me awake so that I'm awake <laughs> for the Falcon Winter Soldier premiere. I wouldn't rely on Justice League keeping you awake. I want you to text us during it. Like, not ruin everything <laughs> new, but A, I want to see if you can really spot new things. Um, which I mean, you, just you will in, this be new, to, in this new trailer, I can It's spot all new things. footage, supposedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. or like but apparently only like four minutes of them are from the reshoots yes yeah i think just this joker sequence it's this like joker the, scene the nightmare and one joker other sequence. scene it's okay, one other scene scenes. that had everybody in it where gotcha. they like okay look at each other and say thank god for zach or something i don't know <laughs> is it that scene in the trail in both trailers now where they're all like just sort of standing next to each other looking off in the distance is that the scene Maybe could have been in the first movie, honestly. I don't know. I know he has a black made... suit in this just because he decolorized the red and blue suit. Of course, like you're not going to reshoot the whole thing, like just decolorize the suit. I guess the mustache shit won't be in it, though. Well, I actually heard that they made Superman regrow his mustache so that they could edit it out again <laughs> so that it all matches. Well, they wanted to sense. not have those scenes in this version because it gave just like an ounce of like humanity to the character at the beginning, and they were like, man. No, yeah. we need to cut that no. and add two scenes of Batman saying fuck. And we're Batman, actually going to have Superman kill another guy. <laughs> Batman's going to say fuck. Superman's going to be very angry and murderous. Did uh, you guys Wonder see Roman's that where somebody was like, somebody one. was like, 
I'm so glad to have my Superman uh, bag. And it was just yeah, four just pictures raging. of him like having rage, like laser yeah. eyes. And it's like, man, it's, like, I, it's not like I'm a Superman be... stand, but that's not. No, it. my Superman is like the Paddington bear of superheroes. Who's just a good guy. I want him to be more like Ted Lasso than like the murderous creep that he is. I don't need him universe. to be Ted Lasso, but he should be like more, I mean, closer to Steve Rogers, right? Like that's yeah. the idea there. That, that's the function no, I, I, in the team. Steve Rogers is, as far as I'm concerned, the Paddington bear of the Marvel universe. But he has his moments of prickliness and stubbornness. Yeah, that's sure. the civil war thing. That's what Superman so, should have. So, so does Paddington. True. Yeah. yeah he, he, does gives, the, he gives that mean the, face. Yeah, the, 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 the hard stare. The hard yeah. stare. Um, yeah. Like Superman should be so stubborn in his ideals that it's a pain, but he shouldn't mm-hmm. be lasering people like nonstop. I don't know. <laughs> he should be so stubborn in his ideals that he doesn't kill Zod at the end of Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. It is. We have been complaining about this movie for three years <laughs> why well, would we it took a break we took a break and honestly we got to stand to the first justice league <laughs> which makes it us look the thing is wow we look like the villains in a lot of ways hold on wait how we look like the heroes because we liked the justice league that isn't yeah. the Zack snyder for the, the, the problem is it's the, the joss whedon one the abuser made yeah <laughs> look a I like shitty a guy yeah, I mean verbally abusive. Yeah, that's that's yeah. abuse. I I didn't misspeak. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I think but we should you say, just the say that in other connotation. The guy yeah, who sure, has sure. been exposed to be abusive. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not accusing <laughs> Zack Snyder of anything. <laughs> but I'm also not going <laughs> to defend Zack Snyder and call him the good guy. Mark Let's is just saying back. he's seen a sucker punch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, that is great. <laughs> I don't know so, why we're uh, talking about Justice League again. Speaking of um, movies made by Warner Brothers, is Slumdog Millionaire made by Warner Brothers? I don't, I don't think so. No, is. actually, I have the perfect transition. Speaking okay, of okay, movies okay. that are not rated R and filmed by Zack Snyder, <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. Hold on. There's got to be a better connection. That's the perfect transition? Hold on. I mean, it was just as good as the transition from Duh, Dog. Uh, your movie to my dog. Movie. Dog. Speaking Superman of superheroes, here's someone who should have been in a superhero movie by now, Dev Patel. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll accept yeah. that. Yeah, he'll be a superhero within the next two years. Has he His not been in a superhero movie? Out. I know it's not time for we'll Cape talk Jack about yet, it, but we'll talk about it. Okay. I can't reveal it. I feel like he's been in something. Uh, we'll talk about it, but so you know, we're talking about the best picture winner for 2008. It's the only Best Picture winner to use a game show as a framing device, Slumdog Millionaire. It's directed by Danny Boyle, who we've covered twice before, talking about Sunshine and... um, 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later. But now, they finally gave him his Oscar. Everyone was clamoring for it. They were like, Danny Boyle, he makes just those mm, standard Academy crowd pleasers. He has been nominated... Oh, countless oh, so times. many times so many times uh zero yeah you can't count to zero <laughs> so it's countless <laughs> hey that's technically true yeah um we'll are we we'll positive that he had a that you can't count to zero i'm not positive i'm not positive uh zero is not positive or negative oh, that's true shit. that's true as well uh, Mark, uh, you got, you got a math tutor, Mark. In uh, in, yeah, for the, the listeners, Mark is wearing his Mathnasium hoodie as we speak. I am. Um, 
I'm often he, wearing Mathnasium clothes during these records. He was nominated for an Academy Award for Train Spotting. That was what I thought was a possibility for, for like a screenplay. That makes sense. Screenplay, gotcha. That yeah. makes sense. But not uh, Best Picture. No. Um, he gets nominated he, more often after this. Mm-hmm. Yep, he gets nominated for in 2010 for 127 hours. And then gets nominated again for Dev. Joops. Um, Steve movie. Jobs. Steve Jobs. It is a good movie. I actually like it. I don't really remember the uh, Danny Boyle pieces of it that much, but um, well, Danny Boyle is kind of hard to pick out of movies sometimes. This Although, is what I wanted one, to talk about. It's pretty easy. Does Danny Boyle do the Ashton Kutcher one or the Michael Fassbender one? Michael Fassbender. Okay. Fassbender, the one that got Oscar nominations. Right. Uh, the <laughs> the one that uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote. I yes. did. I didn't see either, and. I don't. I don't remember which one people liked. So I've only seen Fincher. The Fassbender one yeah. is good. That makes sense. I, I keep calling it the Fincher movie for no reason other than the fact because that it's a Sorkin he almost movie. made it. Yeah. No, Fincher almost directed it. Well, yeah, but it's also it's like a, it's it a Sorkin is, movie. Yeah, it was the Sorkin follow up to Social Network. Fincher was going to direct it. Um, I kind of wish he had, but he also directed Gone Girl instead, which rules. So that's fine. What is Danny Boyle's thing, guys? We keep uh, coming back to him. We must like him. I mean, what's his, so what's well, we his didn't thing? come back to him here, but I think no. his thing is dropping frames every now and then. Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely one of them. That's it's one all weird over kind this of stylistic movie. choices. Um, yeah. He does a lot of handhelds as well. Yep. Um, Cody, I you would know this better than me. Is this the first Best Picture winner to be shot on film? I'm sorry, on digital. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this like, is the first one to be shot on film. <laughs> Um, um, let me look at that's an list. interesting question because I remember uh, I watched like a documentary in college about like film versus digital and they talked about like the red cameras that filmed this is like what made it possible to like do those shots early in the movie where they're like running through the streets because mm-hmm. um, they just like uh, hit the computer in a backpack yeah Crash they- was that shot on film I don't know that would be my guess I'm like, I I don't like actively, I don't have a good eye for that if I'm just watching a movie. Yeah, I I only know that this is shot on digital because Mm. of that documentary. And Danny Boyle is a big... Yeah, there's a big like behind the scenes thing for 127 hours that talked about the small digital cameras that allowed them to like film within the crevices of the like canyon where the guy got stuck. But yeah, he likes to I can only find it in regards to cinematography. So it's the this cinematography winners. Win cinematography, did it? Uh, I don't know. It's on the list. But I don't I don't know. Stop asking me questions. But so um Some Dog Millionaire was the first film to win that was primarily shot on digital video, but it wasn't entirely shot on video. Avatar was the first um nominee and winner. Um, to be shot entirely on digital. And so that's oh, cinematography. So this, e- even this isn't entirely digital? Apparently not. Okay. Well, that's literally next year, right? Interesting. Yes, Avatar. Yeah, so wow. Slumdog Millionaire did win cinematography. Um, so, um, but Avatar is the first entirely shot on digital. I wonder how it goes going forward. Again, I don't know what's shot on film or what's shot on digital. So... I don't yeah. really know. 
I is Dark Knight shot on film? Probably Who not. Say? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's like I. Well, it's Nolan like is like IMAX a pretty film. big. F- oh yeah, film guy, isn't he? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. He doesn't want to shoot on digital. Yeah. It's basically. I don't think Fincher does. Soderbergh doesn't give a shit. Soderbergh um, will shoot whatever he fucking wants to on digital. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, this, if you want to listen to a smart boys about cinematography, oh, get the fuck podcast, out of here. This is not it. No, but no. We, we're doing we're, our best. We're like, you know, on a scale of one to 10 of knowledgeability in these things, we're probably like a solid six. Yeah. Um, we, we, Chad we just did. said knowledgeability. So, like, not going to doubt a point or two. <laughs> okay. 5.5. <laughs> You know? Yeah, that's more like it. We know cinematography is a name or is a thing, and we yeah. know a couple names of people who are cinematographers. Roger hey, Deakins, that's a, Wally. Feister. That's one of them. That's another. Can you do another one? Well, now that I'm on the spot, I'm blanking. <laughs> but like Lubeski, that's the other one that go. I always know of. Um, and then Chivo. Look, I, th- there's plenty of cinematographers. Kaminsky. I don't want to bore our uh, our listeners by just naming all of them. Kaminsky is the um, one who the works Netflix with TV show. Nope, he oh. works with Spielberg a lot. He shot Schindler's List, and oh, then yeah, what's his uh, what's his method? Yeah, he shot Schindler's List with like the Kaminsky method, right? Yeah, that's like, how he yeah. shot the film. No, yeah. no, no. We're like forgetting half Alan Alda, half documentary. We're forgetting a big one, and he's only. I mean, he's been nominated for awards, but he is big to me because he is a father, and that is Caleb. Deschanel, father of Zoe and Emily. Ah, mm. yeah, he is a cinematographer. Anyway, <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. What's it about? Oh, we're trying to figure out the Danny Boyle thing. So, yes, he he shoots a lot on digital. He cuts frames out. Does a lot of like jarring, like cut things. But yeah. like, is there a thematic connection to any of his so stuff? So between the three we've talked about. 28 Days Later to Sunshine to uh, Slumdog Millionaire. I can certainly yeah. point out more similarities between the first two yeah. and this third one. For example, they're both horror movies. They're both horror movies. They were also both written by Alex Garland, so it makes you kind of wonder if they're more Alex Garland movies. And I would probably say they are, yes. given the rest of Danny Boyle's film. I think most of the similarities between the two of them are Alex Garland similarities. Yeah, I, I, I am starting to wonder... And this is no disrespect to Danny Boyle. We've picked three of his no, movies, he's a and we're going to pick a fourth. I like, I like I a lot of his movies. Wonder if he is one of the ones who is more interested in how to shoot it and how to mm-hmm. convey the story, rather than any yeah. larger themes. Because, like, I think he's jo- more like Steve a Jobs. like a Ron Howard type, where like he's, in ways, yeah, and, and, uh, he has more yeah. of like a, a specific visual language. But Ron right. Howard, I took Ron Howard's masterclass on directing, like some kind of a nerd but uh he talks a lot about like just being inspired by a script and then like figuring out the best way to do it and like not really wanting to say much for himself right he talks about like basically trying to like adapt what someone else is trying to say and like which makes sense because ron howard came from tv yeah um but yeah it's like Steve Jobs is like a Sorkin movie, right? And then like Mm -hmm. yesterday, I could not say feel similar to any of these movies in any real way. Not at all. You know, it's like Spielberg. Wasn't that written by the Love Actually guy? Yeah. Yes, it was. And it feels like a Richard Curtis movie. It feels more like that. 
Um, you know, it's like Nolan, you can pinpoint the things. Spielberg, you can pinpoint the things. Cohen's, you can. Danny Boyle is just very hard for me to kind of, other yeah. than like his uh, interest in digital. A, honestly, a, I'm the same way with like uh, Soderbergh. Like I, I can't really pinpoint his thing in the same way. But interesting. Mark, who, I think his, it's his favorite Soderbergh director. definitely so, has more of a thing. And it's usually about like I believe sticking you. it to the man a little bit. Yes. Um, I always every think that there's Soderbergh. Some, yeah, there's some sort of heist in every Soderbergh movie. Even if yes. they're not stealing money, they're stealing power from the owners like, of, of the NBA. What about like Unsane? Like what's the... Well, Unsane is about like uh, the system, which is like the insurance industry, like okay. holding you holding I you could, back and like keeping you captive. And I could, I could she, see that. She's heisting her own freedom. Yeah, sure. Okay, I could see let that. them all I talk. Doesn't fit cleanly into this, but you know it's a working theory. Uh, and not every I need to rewatch. Let them all talk. I still really like that movie, but yeah, I think it's, it's like it's the heist of that movie is like heisting French your relationship from <laughs> someone who dislikes you. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. here's my quiz for you guys. There's okay. one one Dingy Boyle movie that he wrote for himself. Oh, and that's gosh. Train Spotting, right? Chad, your answer. Train spot T two train spotting. No, hundred twenty seven hours. Really fascinating. Yeah. It's also the first movie that he produced, so that may give us some answers. The fact that he's not Very producing these movies tells me that he didn't choose the screenplay. He got hired to direct a screenplay. Interesting. Fascinating. And so, one hundred and twenty seven hours was like a turning point for his career. Then, yeah, I mean, it's basically his blank check. Yeah. Because it's the like the movie he makes after this. It's a cool movie. I like it a lot, as listeners will learn when we get to that year. I'm seeing here he co-wrote it with the guy who wrote this movie. Who's that so guy? He... The guy who wrote this movie is, um, I just had his name in front of me, uh, Simon Beaufoy, who also wrote The Full Monty, which is a fun movie that was Oscar nominated yeah. in the 90s. Monty's, yeah. Full Monty, Chad, is about... Um, a bunch of like uh, British dudes that decide to like strip to save money to save like the mall or whatever in their town. It's strip not the to mall. Save the mall. I like it. So he, um, his biggest inspiration is Apocalypse Now. Like that, that was the movie mm. that made him fall in love with the movies, which you can kind of track. Real quick, what, what would that, what would, what, what's the movie that made y'all fall in love with movies if there is one? Lion King. Lion King. <laughs> I mean, there's kind of no ifs, ands, and buts about it, unfortunately. Uh, Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, because obviously I, I, I loved movies my entire life because yeah, of Lion King, same. but what's the first one that made me think about movies critically? And I think we've talked about it on the podcast before because mm -hmm. I think it was when I took my movies class in eighth grade and we like kind of dived into them mm -hmm. and it was The Truman Show. Mm hmm. I could see that. And yeah. it's not like that's my favorite movie or I'd even point to it as one of my favorite, but that's the first where I was like, oh, there's kind of more here. I think that the, the yeah. Truman Show is kind of like To Kill a Mockingbird where it's like baby's first film where it's like, this is the first movie that you like learn to dissect and like see the deeper meaning in. And like maybe as an adult, you look at it and you're like, oh, that it's hidden? The meaning, it seems pretty obvious. Um, I guess. But like we as debated a, as that a movie. Teenager, it's... Yeah. Um, it's it's feels relevatory. 
Yeah. Um, Chad, Mark, do you guys have answers? I have no idea. I mean, I, mean, I I've liked movies my whole life, and I guess I mean, like, clearly there's a turning point where I like started liking movies more. I don't know if it was one movie mm-hmm. or if I like, you know, I went to see Sahara with my dad, and that was cool. I, you know, The Dark Knight, I like was maybe the first movie I put a lot of thought into dissecting. Yeah. Which is still a movie that I still can't really like wrap my finger around what it means because it's complex as hell. So maybe what was the first Oscar season that you guys really cared about? Do you remember that at all? So I'll I'll answer mine first and then I'll answer yours. Okay. okay. I think yeah. I think my answer is genuinely Napoleon Dynamite. Um, that was a movie that like I got really into like learning about the process of it because it was kind of made on a, a micro budget. Yeah. And I remember like looking at the guy's student film, Jared has his student film that was like the shorter version of Napoleon Dynamite. And like that was the first time I like really thought about like making movies in that way was that movie. Uh, it was like 2006. So I was like sixth grade, seventh grade. And yeah, just obsessed with that movie. Um, actually you saying that awoke a memory in me and my answer actually is star wars episode one the phantom menace because (laughs) that is the one where i watched behind the scenes thing i was george lucas for famous american day in school (laughs) i know you you like dressed up as him i was fully dressed up as him is there a picture report somewhere i i gotta find the picture we gotta share it on the twitter account Um, did you ever have like a dress up as a famous american day or something like that i mean i know we did it was like a wax museum for us where you had to like make a poster board and like recite something you memorized that you just wrote on the back of the poster board because you're (laughs) i don't think i don't think we had anything like that i mean we had all kinds of like spirit week stuff where we dressed up we had like this is character day and stuff like Like this was a book report i had to read like a biography on george George lucas and like (laughs) Um, how old were you uh this was second grade i love that so much Mine was in fourth or fifth grade, and I was Mo Berg, who's a baseball player that was also a spy in World War II. Shit. Really just purging all of my interests. (laughs) Apparently, there was a Paul Rudd movie made about him that I refuse to watch. I'm sure it's bad. Oh, I actually remember the trailer for that coming out. Um, Um, Yeah, but Oscar season's where you guys first started caring. The first Oscar season I cared about was that um, 2010 Oscars with... um, 127 hours. I remember rooting for that one to win. So, okay. The movie keeps coming up. Yeah. But yeah, relevant. Um, my first Oscar season, it was probably, I mean, I definitely heard about Brokeback Mountain when it was coming out. Yeah. And like kind of followed that. Was curious if it was going to win or not. I but think did you first... actually watch the ceremony? Because that's kind of like, what I was going off of. It's like, no. I actually watched the ceremony and was like hoping for my, yeah, I don't know when I first watched the, the watched first the ceremony. ceremony that I remember watching, I think was I probably that 127 hours one with, was that the James Franco yeah. in Hathaway? I watched that. Uh, maybe it's rough. I think, um, <laughs> I mean, now as an adult, like James Franco was just stoned out of his gourd. Of course. Uh, and and Annie was doing her best. Yeah, Anne Hathaway was just trying. Um I mean James Franco was clearly like, look, I'm funnier when I'm high, so I'll just get high. And he got and he too was high. Not funny. And froze up. Um the the first the 
I remember like reading a review of the King's speech in like the newspaper. And I was like, mm -hmm. and it was talking about how it was like, you know, a front run to win best picture. And I was like, oh, I have to go see this. So that's probably like the first one that that's definitely the first movie that I watched in theaters because I knew it was going to win awards. And was that the same year as 127 hours or was that the year the artist won? Uh, 127 uh, it, hours was uh, the King's Speech year. It was yes. the King's Speech year. That was the Franco Hathaway. And then the but, next year was the artist. Correct. That was okay. the Billy Crystal year. I yes. am unsure if I saw the Hugh Jackman year, which was the this year, the Slumdog Millionaire. I kind of think I did. I know 100% I saw the Steve Martin Alec Baldwin year, which, which was next year. Which it, no is before. Yeah, it's next year. It's okay. before. It's the Hurt Locker year. Um, I might have watched yeah, that. I sure. do remember following the Bigelow Cameron duel of like. I remember know, hearing about ex, it, but ex spouses. I, yeah, I didn't mm -hmm. care about it as much back then. Well, I mean, I, I remember I had seen Avatar. So mm -hmm. I was like, I guess I was cheering for you. Yes, camera. it was the yeah. Avatar year. I 100% watched that ceremony. I am unsure if I saw the one before. But 2000, mm -hmm. so I we're kind of wonder if the Dark Knight year was really what propelled me into watching it. I guess that was because the first I year I cared I about it. Because I remember hearing about Heath Ledger and like yes. thinking, oh, yeah. that's cool. But like, that's... I didn't watch the ceremony. I remember him winning... Uh, posthumously yes, and, and I Michelle think, Williams goes up and gets a yeah. and I you know I don't know if it's like you know if it's that nomination and win that like got us interested or if it was like we were entering high school and growing up um mm -hmm. but yeah. you know that that you could consider that a turning point for like you know a movie that we watched because it was a superhero movie won an Oscar so right. now we're going to care yeah. about the Oscars. It's kind of why the argument that superhero movies or big blockbuster movies shouldn't win Oscars is a stupid one because it does get movie lovers to the Oscars at points. And it's also mm -hmm. why it's good that Joaquin Phoenix won it last year for the Joker. I was thinking more of like Black Panther getting nominated, but sure. But he didn't um, win. They didn't win. <laughs> they won some stuff. They won score. And costumes. You know, um, one of the last fun things I did with my friends before the pandemic was host same. an Oscars party, and I dressed up as the Joker, and I was hoping Dude. he would win every single. Do y'all remember when Parasite won though? It like it's a, it was like Unreal a year ago. Moment. It was the last yeah. time I left this goddamn state. <laughs> <laughs> oh we, yeah, Mark, we, we were should, together, were we not? We, we should were. talk about yeah. Slumdog Millionaire, probably. <laughs> Probably, but this was like a, one this hour was, into the podcast. This is a power yeah. restart talking about the movie. <laughs> this this was a fun diversion because I, know, I mean I, it, it, yeah. I, I think this is an important era for us because mm -hmm. it is kind it, of when we care about the yeah. undeniably is these, I, these few years are the turning point for me where I start tuning in. For sure. I a hundred percent watched this movie. It may have been after the ceremony or right before, but I watched this movie because it won Best Picture. Same. I, I watched this at the time, but I think it was after it won because it won. Yeah. Right. And I watched it much later. This is one of my, uh, I call them my opiate movies, which is movies that I watched when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Oh. And I was it. just high on drugs watching movies that Cody lit me. <laughs> Mark was going through a time. It's going through a, a time. I watched was, this. Yes, he was in Britain solving crimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I watched this. I watched the Johnny Cash movie. 
walk, walk the, the line. line. Walk the line. I watched Crash. Just What's a funny? Bunch of, a bunch of like prestige movies that I was like probably just zoned out for, and when I rewatched them, I've also been zoned out. But <laughs> not What's on funny is time. like. I owned all of these films to loan to Mark. I don't necessarily remember even doing this, but it's very funny that it was just like, was I trying to be cool? Like, why didn't I I give you different? Oh, you went through. I I went through your movies and picked them. Okay, because I was like, what an asshole of me to you saying I'm getting my wisdom teeth pulled out. Do you have any movies to let no, me I mean, and just give was, you those? It was probably more of a, it's a winter break and I want to go home and watch movies. Our yeah, internet yeah, is yeah. awful and Netflix is not an option. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, so this this is a very important ceremony or year for us. Um, does anybody want to kind of take a quick swing at what Slumdog Millionaire is about? It's pretty simple, yeah. actually. I mean, there's this guy who's on who wants to be a millionaire where they yep. don't actually give him a million rupees. They give him like 100 million rupees, which I guess uh, is 20, 20 million. 20 million. They give which, him the equivalent. Yeah. Of. Um, and he is like a lower class guy and they accuse him of cheating and they interrogate him and like beat the shit out of him interrogating him. And mm. it just so happens that every question is like a question that has come up in his life, whether it's like, you know, they ask him about a singer of a song and he's like, oh, that's just a song that I sang as a kid. Mm-hmm. And they ask him like, who's on the $100 bill? And The like, American $100 bill. The American $100 bill, but he spent a lot of his life stealing from Americans. So he knows that. Right. Um, so it's just kind of like telling this kid's story and his story involves him. Like his family was killed in like a, basically like a racist terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. So then he just grows up in the slums on the streets stealing uh, with his brother and his yeah. a girl he has a crush on. Characters um, call him a slum dog way too often in this movie. Yeah, they never call him a millionaire. Not until uh, the not end. Not until the end. Not until the end. <laughs> so spoilers, uh, I guess. Sorry, he does win. Um, yeah, they 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 let him win. There's all kinds well, of no, shenanigans, they, but. Or yeah, they'd let him continue the final, playing is what I mean. The final question, the host feeds him an answer in the bathroom beforehand, and he intentionally doesn't answer the answer that he was given, right. probably like as a way of saying, like, I don't want to win because you gave it to me. Um, but he picks the right answer. He was being fed the wrong answer. No, no, no. He gets fed the right the wrong answer before they beat him. That's the last one he gets before they beat him. Oh, okay. and then, yeah, that's the 10 million rupee question. Right. Then he yeah. convinces them that he's telling the truth. And then he goes out and he just guesses and gets it correct. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is, what is the name of the third musketeer? And he never knew the name yeah, of the third that one. Was that an, was a running through line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he got it right. Which was um, cute. You know, I would have gotten whatever. it wrong because I thought it was Dartag. Dar- D'Artagnan. I think that D'Artagnan is the bad guy. No, he's the fourth one. Because everyone forgets, including me, that the premise of the three musketeers, if they're adapting the original story, is that there are three of them and a fourth younger guy comes up and meets with them and hangs out and is like trying to be a musketeer. And at the end of the movie, he becomes a musketeer. Or at the end of the story, he becomes a musketeer. So who's the fourth musketeer, Cody? Fourth musketeer. Is it Pete? Heck no. Is it Goofy? No, Goofy's three. Um, so so it changes. So in the 90s, it was Roger Rabbit, according to a lot of old theme park specials. Now it, it's been Winnie the Pooh. 
and then um i mean like they made like a three musketeers movie back in the day right that's what you meant (laughs) got it no i don't mean who's the fourth most popular disney character (laughs) yeah i thought you meant like like, who are the big ones i guess is the fourth most popular frozen character so yeah three musketeers mickey is there a because it's called mickey donald goofy the three musketeers I might be thinking of the three caballeros. Three caballeros is Donald, Pistole, and, and Jose. Yeah, some other birds. Who plays D'Artagnan? It's it's D'Artagnan, by the D'Artagnan. way. There is a G in there. It's silent. It's Spanish. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, this is confusing. Okay, so... All the musketeers are just other characters helping out Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto. <laughs> I Sounds like a bad movie. It's not that good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend it. It was straight to DVD. Anyway, the three musketeers in this movie are our titular slumdog, whose name I have forgotten, his brother, and this girl he has a crush on, who they don't it's let like, be uh, one of the musketeers. So it's with a J. Right? Jam- Jamal? Jamil? No. Jamel? I don't know. Mm, Me and Chad watched this movie in the past two days. Um, Yeah, I watched it three hours ago. (laughs) I can't be expected to remember anything. Um, But let's see. His brother joins up with like the gangster that runs their town. His name is Jamal. Okay. Uh, His sister, not his sister. His crush is like the wife, girlfriend, mistress thing of the gangster that runs their town. Yes. And he like spends his life trying to win her back in various ways. At one point he's like the works in like a call center where they all watch who wants to be a millionaire. And the girl also watches who wants to be a millionaire. So that's why he decides to go on there um, to try to win her back. And it works. Yeah. yeah. And the 20 million rupees is just like a, a bonus. Add on. It's just a bonus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, I felt this structure and premise was so cool in 2008 like mm-hmm. oh god he knows everything because and it, it is a good structure and a good premise for a book but for a book and i think even right. for a movie it would work this particular movie it, i feel like 20 minutes in i'm like i get it i get yes. what's happening let's wrap it up it, that is what an hour I, that 40 is, left that is kind of what i felt too mm-hmm. of like all right so we've just got to figure out how he knows this one thing let's hop into it i guess and it's yeah. going to be dark and, like, and depressing know, reason why he does and and i know that makes me a bad movie watcher for me to like snap my fingers at the screen and say like wow. all right get to it but at the same time i don't know it was it's was, it was fine like, yeah I, I, I think it's okay. I think there's some good things in it. I think Dev yeah. Patel's really good in it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, I think the kid actors are pretty solid kid actors. Sure. I think it's... They are very good, yeah. Yeah, Dev Patel, the kid is not Dev Patel age until almost the end of the movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really in the framing that. device for the whole movie. Right. Uh, yeah. But he's not playing himself for most of the time that he's on screen. Um, and I'd say this is the prettiest looking Danny Boyle movie we've talked about so far. Um, I guess. I think it's yeah. a visually striking movie. I think it's like the most colorful. I think Sunshine and 28 Days Later both have aged more poorly than this movie has. That's this movie, interesting. This movie still, you know, it still feels very late 2000s. But I think that part of that is that he's a digital filmmaker. 
And mm -hmm. in these eight years, uh, digital cameras have progressed quite a bit. Right. No, I think that's a big part of it. I think you're you're probably right. Yeah. I, I think to me, Sunshine, when they're on the ship and all the space stuff looks so good, but there are just sequences that don't look that good. So I prefer the way Sunshine looks for the majority of the movie compared to how this looks. I just, I, 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 yeah. I would agree that like the two horror movies, the Alex Garland movies yeah. are just like flatter color wise. Like it just has lots <laughs> yeah. of a color palette. Um, and I, I think that's just limitations of the cameras. Um, but also, you know, it's horror movies are not usually like colorful movies. No. And also like going to India, a colorful place with, you know, right. lots of, you know, spices and colors and curries and stuff. I, I felt racist to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, there, there are curries there, but you're <laughs> right that that did sound a little racist. <laughs> Um, the, the thing is too, when I first saw this, it was a like, oh, this is a world and a culture. I don't really know mm -hmm. watching it now. It's like, and then reading things where people from India were like, yeah, thanks for portraying us this way, Danny. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah, necessarily there are, the greatest. There are slums, slums here too. I mean, <laughs> like this movie could easily be made in America with like a black guy on who wants to be a millionaire. And Regis. It, exactly. Yeah. It kind of makes you wonder why, especially because like, I mean, it. the reason why is the book was written that way and it's yeah. an adaptation mm -hmm. of the book. But it's inspired by a real story, uh, which they recently made into a BBC miniseries starring Tom from Secession, where a British military officer was cheating during the British version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, and so the guy who wrote the book basically was like, if if they would um, accuse this British military guy of cheating, what would they do to, you know, um, right? Somebody like a lower class guy, yeah. Now, okay, so the the guy who wrote the book is from India, so yeah. like that makes sense. He's writing okay. what he knows. So okay, so so that gives it a little bit of a like. You know, I guess this is yeah. the story you're telling. I, but I there is that, that line in the movie where uh, these American tourists are like, we wanted to see the real India. And he says, you you want the real India? There it is right there. And he's pointing to the guard that just punched him in the face. And Jeez. then they have the line like, well, here's the real America. And they give him like, the yeah, that bill. sucks. Uh, and it just makes it seem like. This is this is an India problem and America right. everything's great. Whereas well, like I, you could this like like we said, the story could take place. I almost think that's funny because they're saying that like in America the way we fix problems is just giving them money. Right. <laughs> and that fixes things, obviously. Um the the name of the book was Q and A. Um so like the title is one of the ways that the change feels a little iffy because the stuff that i was reading said when this played in india they were like i don't know what the fuck we yeah. don't use the term slum dog so right. that addition and it being said so much like it's a term is kind of strange i um, i think that if they set this in america in like american who wants to be a millionaire yeah the idea of like them beating someone up because they're he's getting the right answers like ABC or whatever, whoever syndicates who wants to be a millionaire, would just ABC, not let yeah. that happen. Uh, right. But apparently yeah. they're fine with it 
if it's in a different country, even though it's I, the same <laughs> brand name. And the same so, music same and everything. I was so, so confused I got that. so nostalgic for the theme. The theme oh, yeah. Theme. Whatever. Let me ask you this. When that song plays in your head, do you add the lyrics? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Because no. I do. No. That's interesting. Because I do. Um, so let, let me let me ask you this. The people who are like torturing him and beating him up, are they just law enforcement? Are they cops or are they like producers yeah. on the show? Law enforcement. <laughs> okay. I thought that they were like producers. No, because I mean, the guy that they take him to is like a detective. I think the idea oh. is that the producers and things, they're yeah, like, tight with the military or tight sure. with the law yeah. enforcement. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, That's something I wasn't like clear who was trying to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> right. It, it was like the guy asking him the questions was a detective. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. um, I don't know. It's pretty solid, uh, but yeah, it's, it's solid is how I feel about it. I don't. I don't necessarily feel super strongly about it. Yeah. I talked um, to Cody before we recorded and said like i think this is like right exactly in the middle of all the movies we've talked about on this podcast this is like the middlest okayest movie i would i would agree with that and what's interesting is that it's this year that this won the best picture yes i want to talk about this a lot when the three of us picked movies that i don't want to spoil any votes here i think we Uh would all agree that all of our movies were better than this movie yeah, we're not doing yeah. the full ranking until we watch our picky. Right, we do that next on the next. And we're not but... saying whether Wally's better than this movie. Right, yet. but yeah. I but we're saying that we like it more. <laughs> I'm saying that I think all of us like all three of our movies, including Wally, better mm-hmm. than this movie, and yeah. none of them got nominated yep. for Best Picture. Not Which even nominated. Wally won like, Best Animated Movie, so at least I got that. The but. Curious Case of Benjamin Button was nominated, which, which is, is which is good. Fine. I don't remember it all that well. I need to rewatch yeah. it. I rewatched it, and it's good. Yeah. How does the How do the VFX hold up today? Just curious. Not they're that fine. that makes or breaks they, the movie. They're, they're really not bad. Cool. Uh, they, I mean, oh, I mean, I don't think it's that much worse than like Luke Skywalker in. Uh, spoiler alert, that TV show. <laughs> WandaVision. Yeah. I'm not going to say which TV show. <laughs> what if that is the special guest star that they're teasing? It just happens to be Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. I guess, I'm, I'm starting to think, and I may eat my words, that she is just talking about Doctor Strange. And like we think it's going to be somebody crazy who we're not expecting. And I mean, she is what, not a Marvel like person who sits and watches all of it. Why, do we, about, why uh, do we not think it's just Evan Peters? Listener, we're talking about uh, the engine. Oh, I guess you're right. You're, you're not talking about the engineer specifically. Just the. No, not the engineer. I don't right. know who the fuck that is. Well, the thing I is that Paul Bettany says that it's an or he's. He works with an actor that he's always wanted to work with. Right. So, that is the one piece Marvel. that's still confusing. Mm-hmm. Look, anyway, we're well, not going to talk about one of them. So, right now. The other real, real quick, real quick, real quick. <laughs> I'm real trying, quick. listeners. So, I know we're an hour and 20 minutes into this. Paul Bettany technically has not worked with Benedict Cumberbatch because they were both in Infinity War, but they never shared the screen together. Okay. Moving on. 
but, but he could be they talking are, about Benedict they Cumberbatch. are two British men. If I know anything from watching fucking BBC shows, look it up. They surely they have, have not, worked together before. Look it up. They have not. They have. They have walked the boards together. I'm sure. Look it up. They've um, not. I'm curious, guys. Benjamin Button. I which... think they've walked the boards, like Mark said. I think they walked the boards with Hamlet. Speaking of British actors, Frost Nixon. I like that more than this movie. That's another. Yeah, like, I like him. I never saw the that. politics movie. I thought that I would really like Frost Nixon and. Uh, didn't really uh um, do you want me to tell you why you didn't like it why let me double check this actually uh, milk is the other nominee while cody looks out something that um was going it, to tell me confidently because it was directed by ron howard i don't you know, know against ron howard no i know but ron howard is great at making movies that are fine that yeah. are solid like base hits it's never going to be the most exciting version of the movie but it'll be good like, I mean, the real reason I didn't like it that much because it was too much frost, not enough Nixon. It's mm, my take. It, I like the frost parts. Michael Sheen. It's very good. Michael Sheen's good. It's just I don't really care about this guy who's like, like man, it's like a time on his like failed career. A, yeah, it's like a John Stewart guy. It's I'm it's like, it's I'm, not even a John Stewart. It's like if Australia's John Stewart interviewed. Well, Trump. no, no, no. It's actually not even that. It is like, hold on, let me think of an example. It is like they're John Mulaney like then going to interview like the British prime minister. Well, he had a TV show in Australia. I know, but he, it wasn't a political show. Yeah, no, it'd be like their Dr. Phil or something. They're Jimmy Fallon. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. Anyway, ridiculous. Um, (laughs) But real. There's going to be so many Donald Trump movies in like 20 years. Maybe. And I'm not ready for it. Milk is pretty solid. I, did, I didn't re-watch, rewatch Milk for this. I watched it in college and it's pretty solid. It's, it's good. solid. Uh, the Reader fucking sucks. Slumdog Millionaire is better than The Reader. I did, not, <laughs> I did not watch The Reader because it's you can't even rent it anywhere. You can only buy it. Did you $10. not watch it when we were doing our movie Fuck club no. and I assigned it? No. Oh, well, I did. Um, <laughs> it's not good. I didn't, I didn't finish it. I'll get around to it one of these days. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that all fi- all three of our movies are better than all of those movies. I agree. I mean, that this, this is the Oscar ceremony that creates the 8 to 10 system, which but will... But, like, my, my thing is that they should have just picked five better movies. Well, like, that's problem, also the true. The problem isn't that like there were too many good movies. They couldn't nominate The Dark Knight. It's just that like they put the reader in there for whatever fucking reason. Right. right. Uh, <clears throat> I think I can tell you why. I keep teeing things up, but not having things uh, ready. Does it rhyme with Schmarvy Schmeinstein? I am pretty positive. I'm pretty sure too. Pretty sure. Uh, yep, that is exactly why. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Like, pick, just pick five better movies. But yeah, even then, I like the fact that there is 10 total. Oh, I do too. Eight to 10. Um, we're about to be a hard 10, which I prefer even more. But right now, we're yeah. in the fluctuating. Because, like, there were every year, there's not been fully 10 nominees. Since there's always the winter one. bone year because people got. 
mad about that movie though. slipping in for some reason. That movie is good. Yeah. And so, better than at least two of the movies in <laughs> this year's nominations. Uh, yeah. Every year that there hasn't been 10, there's been at least one movie where I'm like, how was that not nominated? And like Knives Out last out. year, right? Like uh, it wasn't like, Knives Out wasn't the one that like really got me because I love that movie. I but it would have been I, nice. I didn't get the the hype. Every I didn't hop on the hype as much as everyone else did. As like it should mm. be nominated for things. It was That's just good, a fun, though. good movie. Like I love. I it, but... I agree that there's always a movie that should have been nominated, but there's mm. also always a movie that should not have been nominated. Like <laughs> Lion, aka Slumdog Millionaire Two. No, Lion's good. Lion is better than this movie. Lion is fine, but it's, it's better than this movie, though I think. But like I don't know. I I think that if you kept it at five, it stays more competitive and you should just change like they should just fucking pick better like Mark, I think i'm about every, to kick your ass with I your make the oscar year, shorter shit make them longer nominate everything make the oscars the a week-long affair yeah why isn't it a day long what, we need 12 more categories and we need this one to be 10 movies long hustlers yeah, should, is the honestly, one that should have slipped in and the farewell those are two movies that now, the farewell is the one. Hustlers is again, it's good, but it's not like Oscars good. Cody, but opinion. what should have slipped out is the real question. Okay, tell me what was nominated, and I'll tell you. Uh, Joker. It up. Joker I mean, should have. Yeah, Joker st- is the answer. We're talking about last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's um, the Joker. <laughs> it's the should've Joker should have slipped out. Jojo, look, you want me to cut these down to five? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Parasite, The Irishman, Little uh-huh. Women, yeah. Marriage Story. Yeah. And then take your pick between 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But what I'm saying is that, like, (laughs) okay, I'd rather have six movies that were all, like, these movies are all good and one of them doesn't get it. That's never going to happen, so let's give ten. But there's eight movies here, and, like... Ford versus Ferrari Mark, is Mark. fine. People, they're they're too stupid. Worse than they're fine. Too stupid to narrow it down. <laughs> Do you really think that if we had five nominees, that Jojo Rabbit and Joker would have made it in? Yes. Yeah, I that think is it would have exactly been, my fear. It, it would have been Joker, Jojo Rabbit. Yes, <laughs> Parasite. Parasite. Here's my pitch. Um, Here's hold my on, pitch. hold on, hold on. No, no, no. 1917. 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think would have been the five noms. I don't think Little Women would have gotten in. Mm-hmm. I don't Marriage think. would not have gotten in. Not a million years nope. of marriage story get in. Nope. And that's what, it, those are the ones that I like to slip through. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been a while since it's happened, but if there are five movies, there will never be an animated movie nominated for Best Picture. And it may never happen again. They seem to have completely pushed it out since up. There is a slight chance Soul makes it this year. People are talking like it may, but they always sort of talk about it like it could happen. But if you go down to five, it will never happen because Beauty and the Beast is the only time that had ever done it. And that was before animated got its own category. And now because it has its own category, they don't reward them like they should. Cody, please let me get my pitch in. (laughs) This is my pitch. Please don't poke holes in it. I just came up with it, right? Mm. Five nominees. You can nominate whatever you fucking want to. When you go to vote for best picture, you vote for best picture and you vote for worst picture, right? The whatever wins worst, whatever wins worst picture, whoever Uh, voted for that for best picture loses their voting rights. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty good, actually. Keep it, keep it at 10, but implement that. Yeah, absolutely. No, we don't need that fucking 10. Put it at five. And if Joker gets in, then whoever voted for Joker leaves. See ya. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I think you have to get the... T- well, I think it's like a phasing out process. I think you have to keep 10, right? Mm-hmm. But so, for example, last year, Joker would have gotten in, right? If enough people had put Joker as the number nine, uh-huh. anybody who voted that for number one would be kicked out. Yeah. And so we just whittled down people as we whittled down... Until one many- remaining <laughs> Academy member is standing, Dr. Right. Movie's PhD, and he picks right. the best movie every single year. Yeah. I miss Dr. Um, Movie's PhD. No, I, I, I want... Twitter recently. I, <laughs> I want 10 movies all the time because I want to award a lot of things. I was okay with best popular Oscar. I still am okay with hey, it. Call me a boomer because I'm getting mad about participation trophies over here. <laughs> I just like participation the, nominees. The idea, yeah. nominations. the idea yeah. for the Oscars truly is to get people to watch more movies and let's divert like diversify in many ways, but like let's have more movies put on that stage so there's more movies for people to check out is my is my belief. I mean, people, I I would be interested if the number of movies that people watched increased in the past 10 years since they made made the 10 movie rule. That'd be interesting. I don't know. But that, I mean, that's the argument for the best popular Oscars, right? Is you get fucking people wanting to see Endgame win and then they hear about Little Women or something. That's I the mean, idea. I think the idea is to get them to watch the Oscars. They don't well, really care about if they watch that. the Oscar movies. I think That's there's true. some. like Some. Uh, maybe, but, maybe a bit of both. I don't know. A little bit of both. Um, but <laughs> Mark cannot change that system yet as much I, as he's trying to. He's I'll calling Laura Dern every day. Are we uh, we ready for um, our various best, check-ins? Best, yeah, best picky alumni. Yeah, so our alumni. Uh, so Danny Boyle, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any actors have been. I correct. Irfan Khan was in mm-hmm. the other movie we've watched about India. He was in the Darjeeling Limited. The guy, uh, which he's the detective. The detective. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, and Cape Check. Yep. I think that guy's an Amazing Spider-Man. Correct. Cool. There is one more. It's a little is bit it, of Is it Dev Patel? Really. Yes. And he is a voice actor in a cartoon? Nope. Okay. He. He's, it is the reason why he, his career still hasn't really popped off. And, He's Indian. Well, okay. <laughs> yes. But also, Is it the Green Knight movie? Are you calling no, it a no, superhero no, no, movie? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. That's Arthurian legend, idiot. Um, you, look, um, you are so <laughs> loose with your cape change. I'm sorry, so Merlin is started. Merlin is basically the first superhero. You're he's, correct. He's Doctor. He's the original Doctor Strange. Right. Um, um, but but this movie for real derailed his career by him being in it. I do believe. Oh, derailed and his career. I think so. Green Hornet. It I'm derailed a lot of people's careers. Um derailed one of the few Asian directors we have career. Glass? Uh, You're thinking along the right lines. I mean, is he... Avatar, The Last Airbender? Correct. Uh, He's uh, Zuko, right? Yes. 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 
Uh, That's not okay. a superhero movie. It is. They have superpowers. What the oh, fuck right. are you talking about? M. Night Shyamalan is Indian. I didn't want to say he was and then be wrong, but I knew he was Asian, yeah. obviously. But yeah. he he is Indian. So, yes, it kind of derailed two prominent mm-hmm. Indian men. Thankfully, career. they're both back. They're both back. And in yeah. good shit. It's almost, yeah. That movie was bad. Old. There's kind of no ifs, ands, but old. What, old. If what if people were old? <laughs> What if people got old? Is the premise of that movie real quick? Good. Yeah. Um, it's kind okay, of like so what's going on in WandaVision. They're doing the plot of old with the kids. Oh, really makes you think. It's like there's Casey Benjamin Button over here. So, oh, no, no, not, no. Not, not though. Uh, yeah, it's more of young. Old <laughs> yeah, no, and young. slowly young. <laughs> um, so, this movie made $378.1 million on a $15 million budget. That's, That's what we call big. a hit. That is called, that is why Danny Boyle <laughs> like makes a lot more movies. Yeah. Um, remember when he was supposed to make Bond? Yeah. Um, vaguely, yeah. But now, I think the guy who's making it now. Is I think so too. Fukunawa. Yes. Uh, it has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.7 on Letterboxd. I do not imagine it getting that 91% in if no. it came out today. No. Uh, it was Oscar nominated for Best Original Song and Best Sound Editing. It was the original won... song that like Bollywood ending? No. Because that is one of the that is the best song that was nominated. That one. It was nominated to, for two songs. Oh, okay. Yes, that gotcha. one won. Gotcha. Okay. It won. It is actually one of the most like awarded Oscar movies, which is also fascinating. It won. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Editing, Best Original Score, Best Original Song, Best Sound Mixing. They really look like those dropped frames, huh? Yep. <laughs> um, it, it, like, it, ooh, it, this is cinema. Okay. I mean, the Best Editing Award always goes to the Most Editing Award. Yes, yeah. it does. It's just when you notice the, which is like the point of editing is to not yeah. notice the editing. But when you notice the editing, that's the movie that wins. Exactly. What uh, won editing last year? 1917. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Which like Nope, it didn't, you dumb oh, asshole idiot. Was, was it, it? Par- was it Parasite? What, Ford no. versus Ferrari. It was Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is one I got wrong. <laughs> no, I actually got that one right on my bracket. Or not That's, bracket, but whatever it is. Yeah. What do you call uh, that? The um score sheet? Scorecard? prediction sheet or whatever i got one of the ford versus ferrari for sound editing yeah that anytime you got the loud engines you're gonna get a, yeah. a sound editing win those, those awards are for loudest movie yeah yes they i mean they are like by the way congrats to sound of metal for winning uh <laughs> sound yeah. editing that was just an, it really came out early with that one mark you haven't sound. seen that movie shut up i'm gonna punch like, you but i know it, i know it won the word sound is in the <laughs> No, I mean, it, it actually should win both of those rewards. It's sound editing and I'm sound sure. mixing are really good. So it won't. And uh, fucking Wonder Woman will win it or some shit. Cody, um, I want you to know that uh, Sound of Metal is next on my list. Finally. Um, so what else do we need to talk about here? Um, I think that's it. I think that's our normal business for that kind of shit. So, yeah. Um, we, it's we, fascinating. It we won so now? many awards. Um, like it won more than Parasite won. Uh, That's and Parasite nuts. Won a ton. Parasite won a lot. And so it seems like it would be a big critical 
hit and parasite didn't get any performance awards or did it yeah neither did this movie oh interesting Hmm. i would have expected like dev patel and a movie that was hyped similarities between this and parasite that would lead them to have Uh, no no acting acting awards both casts are largely Indian or Asian. So, yeah, it didn't even get nominations. It was similar to Parasite where it got zero acting nominations. Similar to Parasite. So, I think this is this year, and Cody, correct me if I'm wrong, you're my my Oscars guy, but I believe this is the year where all of the supporting actor nominees were white, and one of them was doing blackface the entire movie, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Uh, which like it's not that movie knows what it's doing and it's not doing anything like mean-spirited but robert downey jr getting nominated as presenting as a black person and not a single black person getting nominated is yes you are correct not a single not a single person of color period is nominated because it is ledger brolin downey jr seymour hoffman shannon which now, like it's abs- it's also absurd that Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for that role. I mean, he's a good in it, but it's also like he's just being a stereotype the whole movie. Yeah, the supporting like, actor category this year is almost as wide as the best actor category this year <laughs> and the best actress category this year. <laughs> hey, supporting so, actress has Penelope Cruz, Viola Davis, and Taraji P. Henson, though. So yep. there you go. Because doubt. So this is interesting. For supporting actor, the last time there was a black man nominated before this was 2006 mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy and Dream Girls and Jaiman Hunsu for Blood Diamond forgot that movie at a big run um so nothing in 2007 but you do have Javier Bardem who is uh, uh is he Spanish white? I don't know um, I, think he's, I think he's like white Spanish Hispanic okay. um 2008 obviously has no, uh, only white men. When is the next the time that a person of color uh, gets nominated? So 2006, when is the next time? In Best Supporting Actor, I'm only looking at that category right now. Interesting. I mean, is it 2009? I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm just, I, I don't even know where to start thinking about this. Yeah, like what is a movie where like a black person isn't lead, but like is good in it? But a black mm-hmm. man specifically, because there yeah, are I plenty of like man, black yeah. women that are like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Just tell me. Why did it you make it again? 2013. Oh, wow. <laughs> so seven years. And it's Barkad Abdi in Captain um, Phillips. Yeah. That really um, launched his career, though. Mm-hmm. And you know who won that year? You know who won that year? Not you know him. Who won that year? Uh, that would be one Jared Leto for playing a trans character. <laughs> right. So sometimes, as much him. as we love the Oscars, we do get mad at the Oscars. I mean, I think it's it's kind of the thing about being a movie fan is like being obsessed with while actively hating the Oscars. There's a lot of movie people who like actively are like, fuck the Oscars. I don't give a shit. They're stupid. They're passe. But you still give it the time of day. Like you care about it. Even the people that hate the Oscars care about it. A lot of people pretend they don't. I just think like, but it is fun. Yeah, it's (laughs) like 
it's fun. Yeah. I mean, no, it's I like the Super Bowl the where, like, no matter what you think about football, you're going to yeah. watch the Super Bowl and you're going to know who won the Super Bowl. Right. And it's like, yes, I'll be mad when Green Book wins, but the joy that I feel when Parasite wins is unmatched. Well, like, there's, there's a supporting actor, a black supporting actor. Where? In oh, Green, Green Book. Book. Yeah, 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 yeah. He won. Uh, you, you know yeah. it's inspired by a true friendship. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> a friendship Remember... that everyone agrees exists. <laughs> <laughs> Especially uh, Mahershala's character. Mahershala's character, yeah. <laughs> definitely agrees that that friendship was real. Uh, now here's the fun question who was the last black actor to win supporting actor before Mahershala I mean is it anybody Gosh. okay uh, it's Morgan Freeman for a movie we've talked about yeah no, dollar dollar baby. baby okay um the year 2000 2001 <laughs> yep uh Dev Patel does get nominated for an Oscar later for Lion um and he is good in that movie um, I think it was a bit of a makeup nomination for Slumdog Millionaire, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I do think it was them being like, he is good in this movie. And then they looked at their sheet and were like, we didn't nominate him for Slumdog Millionaire. Fuck. They were probably like, huh, this role's kind of similar to the Slumdog Millionaire role. Let's just see. It's oh, not we, really. It's, it's not really because he grows it's up to, to like, he moves to Europe and yeah, I mean, he's, he has a rich mom and he's playing like the adult son trying to find his birth parents. Right. Is that yeah. the premise of lion? Yeah. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. The and premise Nicole of lion Kidman is that plays he, his adopted mother as a kid, he hops on a train and just like leaves his hometown kind of on accident, I think. Um, but he was like so young, he doesn't remember where his hometown was. So then he like, as an adult, he gets adopted by, I think Americans or Europeans. Uh, um, she's European for sure. And he uses Google Maps to find his hometown. Yeah. And goes back and he's like, Mom? And Rooney Mara plays his girlfriend. It, it's, I honestly kind of like it. Um, and I think it get, I mean, Dev Patel has quite a bit more to do in it, I think. Um, but what's weird is Patel is supporting actor and Kidman is supporting actress. And it really begs the question of who the lead is in that movie. It's probably Dev. It fact, is Dev. It is <laughs> like, Dev. that's the thing. Um, and like, you see him as a kid a decent amount, but not enough for Dev not to be the lead. It's it's really yeah. strange. Anyway, Ridiculous. Oscars are crazy. Were they right this year? That no, is <laughs> they weren't. Wally is better. <laughs> Cody, do you think Wally's better? I do think Wally is better. I like Mark, to propose you... a take that I haven't discussed us on this podcast. All of our movies are better than this. <laughs> yes. Now yes. that now that we are here, I will confirm that this is right. my belief. I, you, I, you can't tell us which belief, of those yeah. three movies you think is the best until we do the rankings, but you can say all of them are better than this one, including Wally. Mm -hmm. Including Wally. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I Wally slaps. Um. <laughs> That's it. Wally's the best movie. Um, so, shit. There's no way you guys looked at the list, but we'll try it anyway. Hey, guys, oh tell me a movie that you're looking forward to um, and tell people where they can find you. I didn't send you well, the list. Which why, don't, look at why don't you get us started, Cody? Um, you guys try and find it. While I panic and look for a movie I'm looking forward to. Okay, so... Nomadland will have already come out. So we're looking at the weekends of February 26th and March 5th. 
Oh, so I am excited about Ryan the Last Dragon, which we talked oh, yeah. about at the beginning of the podcast. It is Kelly Marie Tran as the lead character, and Aquafina plays dragon, and it looks really freaking good. And uh, it's Disney animated, and it looks great. I'll mention a couple other movies if you guys don't say them. No, Chad, you go first. Uh, oh, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. Chad. Look, I don't know if this one comes out soon enough for Cody to be happy with it. If it's not February 26th through March 5th, I will not be. Uh, I don't know if it is. It might not be. But uh, Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. It does not. That comes out March 18th. 18th. Well, that's my answer. Regardless, I'm just going to have constant hype from now through a month from now and uh i'm just so excited to see joker and talking about societies you're just not gonna have anything for the next episode because nothing comes out at the end of march but it's fine i can talk about i could talk about justice league for two episodes in a row i don't care it's the zack snyder Uh, best movie shut up okay where can Uh, people find you you can find me at chad a oliver across all social media platforms that's twitter instagram and letterboxd okay hold on i'm going to say it right now i'm gonna say it right now okay zack snyder's justice league is not allowed to be a picky you cannot you can put it as a next year's no i know yeah i'm aware i don't think it should be allowed to be a 2021 picky why not but if it does it can only be counted in our special categories like documentary or TV show because it's a movie that already fucking exists. No, it isn't. It doesn't exist. It's, Come on. They released, a, they released a rough cut like a <laughs> few up. years ago, but <laughs> this is the movie. Yeah, didn't it's that, a 2021 like, movie. Didn't that Shut leak up. out? Yeah, they like they screened. They, they did some screeners to like, get some audience like feedback. You know, oh, well, they that do makes- this. That makes this sense why it made so little money. <laughs> yeah. They do this for every movie where like audiences, they get some audiences in and they, you know, they it, it can be a special category. I'm acting like we're going to like it. It's the other thing. Oh, I'm gonna I it. do not know why you're worried. <laughs> it's going to okay. be my favorite movie. Uh, Mark, what about you? I unfortunately am excited for Tom and Jerry. Hell yeah. Uh, it's coming on HBO Max. It's yeah. probably bad, but I do stand Tom and Jerry. I love those boys. And I'll be Cody my Tom and Jerry shirt while watching it. I'm, I'm sure. Cody yeah. outed himself as Team Tom. I am not the only one. Oh my God. We should we should do the podcast now. Before <laughs> okay, let me hit some that Chad could have picked from, but didn't. United yeah. States versus Billy Holiday is supposed to be really good. It's an Oscar contender. Not as good as the Snyder Cut. Go on. Um, the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run is finally hitting Paramount Plus. Okay, We're finally going to be I, able to watch I, it. I have hype for that movie more than it's, I have hype for yes. the Snyder Cut. I love the SpongeBob um, movies; they're good. We also neglected to mention chaos walking which i know that we all are going to be very fascinated <laughs> yeah the by. new uh the new charlie kaufman movie the new charlie kaufman joint the first chaos walking which has been in production for longer than justice league uh has Saturday's also been justice in production league. longer than the pandemic has lasted um yeah. like it was supposed to come out it 
It is a movie that got delayed, not because of the pandemic, is what I was trying like to say. Like a New Mutants esque yeah. delay. Yes. Yeah, it's um and it will be the first official movie of 2021. I we will probably count SpongeBob, but SpongeBob technically was released in Canada before, so I don't really know the rules on that one. But Chaos Walking and Ryan the Last Dragon are the first movies of 2021. Everyone get hyped. Buckle up. Uh, I mean, if we're Cody completely skipped Cherry. The other Tom Holland. Well, Cherry doesn't hit Apple TV Plus until March 12th, so it's on the next round. Oh, I'm so sorry. Spoilers yes. for next episode. And also, it looks fucking bad. But it Chaos Walking doesn't. Do you think so? I think it looks fine. Cody, Cherry? just say your fucking quote so we can get out of here. Cherry will be a 2020 movie because it's opening limited first, so that's but it's, confusing. Is that the movie you're saying looks bad or Chaos Walking? Both. I Both. Okay. Cherry looks fine to me. I don't know. It's on Apple TV Plus. I'll watch it. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Mean. I don't know why it's so hard on this movie. I have looks, no faith in the good. Russo brothers to make good movies post MCU. Which is know, funny because I like smart. all their movies, but it is still, I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch uh, a Thousand Bridges or whatever. That They didn't They didn't direct it that. They just produced it. it. And oh. it's just 13. I, I was close. It's 12. I think it's 13 bridges. Okay, we're about to look up how many fucking bridges there Jesus are, and Christ. then I will end the podcast, I promise. Bridges. It is 21 bridges, so we were all I was wrong. closer. No. no. If we're playing Price is Right rules, I win. <laughs> That's By the going over? <laughs> Wait, no, I forgot how Price is Right rules. All yeah. right, well, thanks yeah, Everyone on for... Price is Right just says a billion dollars, and they win. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Sorry that it was a bit of an insane episode, but that's how it be. Um, uh, Yeah, thanks for listening. And remember that when someone asks me a question, I tell them the answer. Next episode, we watch the found footage classic, the franchise starter, the Matt Reeves uh, first directorial feature. I don't even what? directorial true. debut. Talk De- much. The direct- I also don't directorial know that that's debut true. of Matt Reeves. It's true, it's true. enough. True. Cloverfield. Yeah, it's on Fubo. It's on Sling TV. It's on AMC Plus. Or just, I mean, I don't. His first film was a. Oh, that's not a. Yeah. Well, that was a segment. His first full film was Paul a movie called The Paul Bearer. Oh. Is it stars it? David Schwimmer and Gwyneth Paltrow. It's a rom com. Michael Rappaport, right. Tony Collette, and so, Carol. I'm watching okay. both. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you on the next time.